Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hallelujah. Recording in progress. Amen. We thank God for this day. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God that he is, oh, he is faithful. He is faithful. He is, he is faithful to keep us, to, to love us, oh, to take us where we need to go. And guess what? He will perform every single thing that he has promised. Oh, we have been studying and we've been learning, oh, God, what it means for God to complete, to perfect, and to perform some things in our lives. Not just some things, but everything. That pertains to life and godliness. Oh, we thank him. Because as he is completing those things, and uh, he's completing them, perfecting them, and performing them, he's doing this in the lives of kingdom believers. Why does God do all these things? Now, he does these things not just because we are his children and we are kingdom citizens, but also as a witness and a testimony to those in the world. So that they will have an opportunity to see the good fruit, to see the proof in the pudding, to see those good results, and so they can cry out, what must I do to be saved? That is the invitation of the kingdom of God to those who do not believe. God doesn't want anyone to perish. Hallelujah. He wants all to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And as we have been uh, uh, in our series of complete, perfect, and perform, today we're going to see how God will perform good, great, and mighty things. Mm -hmm. And he does this by his powerful hand and his purposeful will. By his powerful hand and his purposeful will. Amen. And so as we are looking at these things as what God is going to do, especially in this year, in this Gregorian calendar year, we also understand that we as kingdom citizens truly operate by the prophetic calendar of God. We're actually uh, a little more than halfway through, hallelujah, God's prophetic calendar. Therefore, we're going to see the fulfillment of the things that he started. Ah, even in, in October, September and October and November and even in December, we're going to see the fulfillment, the completion. We're going to see how God has perfected, how God has literally formed by his hand. His handprint is on some things now. And he is going to establish. He is establishing his will. He is establishing his word. He is establishing himself, his promises into certain seasons of our lives. 
uh, whether that's your financial season, your educational season, the relationship, the seasons of relationships, the things that you do in your community, even the seasons of your personality and the way that you're the milestones that you go through in your personality and in your body, God is completing some things. And with that, as he is bringing some of those seasons to an end, he is, all, he is already giving you opportunities to apply instructions and make corrections. If you have chosen to apply those instructions and make those corrections, the performance that you're going to see is going to be some of these good, great, and, and mighty things, these precious promises. But if you have yet and still not chosen, and when the season comes to an end, if you did not apply those corrections, you are going to reap the consequences. There is going to be a performance. Oh, we're, we're seeing that this time, this season that we are in is a time of God's retribution. And a oh, it's a time of God's retribution, but it's also a time where we're seeing uh, the, the things that he has promised come to pass. It's a time of judgment. You're going to be repaid that which you are owed. And guess what? You had a choice in deciding what it is that you're going, ah, you know, what, what it is that you're going to be paid and what it is you're going to be owed, God gave you a choice. Hallelujah. So I pray that this encourages you to don't get weary in well-doing. You will reap if you faint not as you see God perform some things in your life. We're looking at Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 14, and it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. Uh, I will perform, thus says the Lord, I will perform. And he's going to perform it. Oh, so what does that perform mean? Even um, in our humanness, we understand perform uh, to be to carry out, to accomplish, to fulfill an action, a task, a function, to present a form of entertainment to an audience. Mm -hmm. uh, don't you know in our humanness, right? In our humanness, we think about performance in different ways. Whether it's performing that task, accomplishing it or fulfilling it or oftentimes we often yield in our humanness to seeing it as some kind of presentation there's going to be a demonstrative performance uh, for a specific a targeted audience God does things with purpose and on purpose so now that we see what that means that perform as a verb means in our human sense, in you know, by our our, our our human dictionaries, what did God's word mean when it said perform in that particular scripture? In that scripture in Jeremiah 33, verse 8, uh, verse 14, um, it was the Strong's Hebrew 6966, kum, meaning to appoint, establish, make, raise up. Uh, raise up self, arise, make to stand, to set up. God will perform. He will appoint. He will establish. He will rise up. He will make up. He, was, he is going to set up that good, oh my goodness, those good things, those great things, those mighty promises, the things that you have believing God for that line up with his will. You're going to see the performance of it. You're going to see it be established. You're going to see it all. You're going to see it rise up. Ora masa. The peace of God rise up. The boldness of God rise up. The healing.
healing virtue of God rise up. You're going to see the abundance of God rise up. We're going to see what those things are. Some of those things are. God is limitless. So even as we go through the scripture and I share with you some of the things God put on my heart, still don't limit God. Don't limit God. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to his power that's at work in you. So if you are limiting the power of God at work in your life, that means you're limiting the performance. You're limiting what can be established. You're limiting what can rise up in your situation. How do we limit God? By the words of our mouth, we limit him. By the meditations of our heart, we limit him. Oh, Rama. That's why in the, song, in the scripture it says, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in my, thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength. So in your weakness, don't let your words uh, limit you because he is your strength and he is your redeemer. Do not be held in bondage by the memories of your past. Don't let the damaged emotions, oh, cold out masa. Oh, the, the prophet gave a prophetic word about uh, not being bound by damaged emotions. Cold Don't let damaged emotions limit the, the capacity of God to work in you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Cold Ah. So what is God going to perform? What will God perform? What will God establish? What is God going to rise up? These good, great, and mighty things. Hallelujah. Some of those good, great, and mighty things oh, we see in his word. Ah, oh, Even in Jeremiah chapter 33. And we're going to be looking into this, and we're going to see the health and the prosperity of God. We're going to see some of the abundant peace and truth of God. We're going to see the restoration and rebuilding, and we're also going to see the cleansing and the forgiveness of God. The scripture reads uh, in the New King James Version, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time, while he was still shut up in the court of the prison, saying, uh, thus says the Lord, who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it, uh, the Lord is his name. So you mean to tell me that Jeremiah recognized, even while he was still in the courthouse of the prison, uh, that he recognized that his situation, his circumstance, was yet and still ordered by God, created by God, God positioned him there? Yes, he did. Mm. He's the same God who made the heavens and the earth. Was the same God who allowed him to get into this particular circumstance and predicament. God never left him and never forsake him. How do we know that? Because as we studied even on the other weeks, guess what? God will not forsake the works of his hands. If God formed Jeremiah while he was yet in his mother's womb as the prophet of God, he never forsaked him. That was a work of God's hands. That means he never forsaked him, even while he was in that situation. So even when you feel like you're in dire straits, knowing who you are and who made you, that you are not only a creation of God, but because you've chosen to come into covenant agreement with God through his son, Jesus Christ, because you uh, decided to sign those adoption papers, right, to become adopted into the family of God, it was your choice. No matter what grandmama did and, and daddy did and everybody else, even with the prayers of the right.
circumstances, which yet and still availeth much, it is still your personal decision. You've got to choose to come into relationship. You've got to choose to have that personal relationship into the family of God. Ah, oh, because that God never left. He made it. He established it. Did it with a purpose. The Lord is his name, Jehovah. And what did he say? Jehovah said, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Great and mighty things. These great and mighty things. These remarkable secrets. Uh, these inaccessible mighty things. Things that you could not do on your own. That you know requires God. <laughs> because it's outside of your scope. Uh, it's outside of your expertise. It's outside of your scope of responsibility. It has to be God. If God is yet calling for it, if he spoke it, if he promised it, he will perform it. He will establish it. He will raise it up. Uh, and he will show it to you. There will be a demonstration of performance. There's something that you will see. Your eyes shall see. Hallelujah. And it says, you know, as we continue on with verse 4 from the New Living Translation, it says, For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. You have torn down the houses of this city and even the king's palace to get materials to strengthen the walls against the siege, uh, the siege, ramp, uh, the siege ramps and swords of the enemy. You expect to fight the Babylonians. Ah. You expect to fight them. Uh, but the men of this city are already as good as dead. For I have determined to destroy them in my, in my terrible anger. I have abandoned them because of all their wickedness. You, I know you're getting ready. God's saying, I know you are getting ready to fight. I know that you are preparing to do some things and you are doing everything that you were called to purpose to do. You're, you're making sure things are lined up, ready to go. But guess what? Even as you're doing what I've called and purpose you to do, because you began to take those steps forward, guess what? I am, I've already stepped in. You're, you're, you're not going to have to fight. It's, it's, they're already, don't try too hard. Because guess what? I've already. I've, they're already as good as dead because judgment is coming. And not just for you, but also for them. Recompense is coming. Retribution is coming. And when it comes, you the, the weight of the responsibility isn't all on you. It's not all on you. You don't have to put unnecessary pressures on yourself. Stop taking on those unnecessary burdens. Because when you take those things on, don't you know that's a measure of self-righteousness? Saying that you have to handle it? all in your own strength, in your humanness, your capacity to do it all does not exist. The thing that God is calling and requiring that he has promised to do, it requires God. It requires you to move in obedience, and it but most of all, it requires God. Hallelujah. And it continues to say, nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds and give it prosperity and true peace. God said he is bringing health and healing to the land. Mm -hmm. Whatever those wounds are, he, uh, the time is coming, he is going to heal. And not only that, he's going to give the abundant peace and truth. He's giving prosperity and true peace. Total 
something broken. And with all these things, it's going to set you up. Ah, thank you, Lord. It's going to set you up. As you're going to see, as you see him restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. Remember, at this time, Judah and Israel, they had gone, they were enduring the, the consequences of their actions. Some things had to happen because of, of actions that they chose and that they're disobedient, a lot of them disobedient actions. And as they're walking through the consequences, as they're enduring some things, they see, God sees that they have began to turn their hearts back to him. And because of this, they're now opening the door for God to come in to restore and to rebuild. Verse 8 says, I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. How many times do we rebel against God in our mind, in our will, in our emotions? When we and even in uh, in the acts of defiance in our attitude, when God gives a word, gives instruction, or places those in authority, um, places those in authority, and He puts those people of authority in your life, the way that you respond to them matters, because it's not that you're responding to them personally as an individual; you're really responding to God. Your disobedience. Your nasty attitude, it doesn't just offend them as a human individual, it offends God. And it's, it's a rebellious action against God because the same God that you said was your Lord and Savior, your master, your ruler, you have now with that tone of voice, with that smirk, with the roll of the eyes, even with the thoughts, oh God, I'm see in your heart. You have begun to poke a finger in his eye and say, Lord, I don't respect you. I don't Amen. respect who, what you say and who you say it through. Amen. That's an act of rebellion against him. Basically, you're trying to kick yourself out the family. You decided all of a sudden that the family of God and the way he chooses to operate is no longer sovereign and no longer good enough to uh, for you and your life. The same God who healed your body. The same God who has provided for your family. The same God who has put breath in your body. He's created the eyes that you're trying to roll around. Why in the world? Uh, why? Oh my goodness. We must repent, repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Oh my Jesus. Allow God to cleanse you of the sins you know of and that which you do not know of. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you an attitude check, to give you a heart check. Lord, have I offended you? Have I been rebellious unto you? Have I rejected you in any way, shape, or form, in my mind, my will, or even in my emotions? Because I don't want to sin against you. I don't want to try to live outside in an existence outside of you. I need to be dependent on you in every area of my life. Mm. God's doing these things. And so, who's performing it? We know God is performing it. But guess what? There's a certain aspect of his character and his nature that performs these things. And not only that, who's going to witness it? Who's going to see the performance? Uh, we see that it's Jehovah Tishkanu. We just saw that he is going to cleanse. He's, go, oh, he's going to cleanse. He's going to forgive. So Jehovah Tishkanu, the Lord our righteousness, 
He is the one who performs. He is the one who establishes for his righteous kingdom believers, for his children, for those who have made that personal relationship with him, calling him Lord and Master. You're allowing him to be the umpire of your life, to tell you what truly is God right, not right in your own ways or your own understanding, but what is right in the sight of God, right in the authority of God, and right standing with the authority of God. And he is doing this not just for your benefit, but for the benefit of those around you. He's doing it for the sight of all those in the world, of those of the nations that are represented around you. Huh, and we see that as we continue with verse 9. Uh, if we go to verse 9, it says, Then this city will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all the nations of the earth. The people of the world will see all the good I do for my people. And they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provide for them. Why, Lord? Why would you let me go through this? Why would you let that happen? Why does that person have to have a nasty attitude towards me? Why are they giving me so much trouble, so much heartache, so much? Why, why, why? Guess what? The reason why God is doing it. He is setting you up. It's a setup. It's not, it's not just a setback. It's a setup. Because God is literally preparing you for a comeback. He is preparing you for a demonstration. He's setting the stage. Glory to God. He is setting the stage for his awesome performance. For his awesome performance. So that others may see, that the world may see the peace and the prosperity that you abide in because you are a child of God. So in the midst of the calamity, in the midst of the chaos, you are not going to respond the way the world responds and get all flustered and discombobulated. You're going to stand in the strength and the peace of God. You're not going to, when everything else is shaking around you, guess what? You stand still and you see the salvation of the Lord because you're standing on a firm foundation. You still have your peace. You still have your joy. And what? Whoa, and you're still giving God praise. You're giving him praise. You're giving him the glory. You're giving him the honor. You're giving him the honor. Even in the midst of it. Even while you're in the court of the prison, you're giving him the glory, the honor, and the praise. You still have joy. After all you have been through, you still have joy. Thank you, Jesus. Because our God is good. He is always good. He is still good. Yes, and even if we jump down to verse 14 through 16, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good thing. Mm. And we saw he, he has some great and mighty things, and it's a good thing, which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause to uh, grow up to David a branch of righteousness. God has promised his righteousness. His righteousness has come through Jesus Christ. Now you have to choose to line up with the righteousness of God by allowing Jesus Christ to work in you. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. It's happening. He's executing it. 
Are you in right standing with the authority of God? How do we stay in right standing with the authority of God? Through the name and the blood of Jesus. Recognize that it's not all about you. You're not the one with the final authority. Mm -mm. You, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, it's not your universe. The world does not revolve around you and your feelings. Don't get stuck in your feelings. <laughs> we walk by faith, not by feelings. Hallelujah. So we need to step out of our feelings and come into the faith, the knowledge, the fullness, the forgiveness, the cleansing blood, and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you've been made, formed, and fashioned to be. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, in those days, in those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she shall be called. The nation, oh God, will be called and recognized by the Lord our righteousness. We know that as Jehovah Tishkanu. He is Jehovah Tishkanu. And because he resides in me, and I reside in him, I am hidden with Christ in God. Because of that, when people see me, they will see me walking in, the, in right standing with the authority of God. They're going to see those good, great, and mighty things being performed in my life. Even in the midst of chaos and confusion, they're going to see the performance of the good, great, and mighty things. Because I choose to surrender. I choose to yield. I choose to repent of every wicked way, of every act of rebellion. I choose to repent and turn away from sin and unto God. Hallelujah, Jesus. How is God doing all of this? How is he going to perform this? By the agency of his powerful hand and his purposeful will. He does it by his powerful hand and his purposeful will. We see in Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 23, at this time, Peter and John, they had just got done. They had, we know that the Pentecost had come and we, they, were, they were out and about preaching and teaching the word of God. The, the body of Christ was, go, was growing. They, had, they were on their way to the temple to pray. They saw a lame man on the way. That lame man asked for alms. He held out his palms. And what did Peter and John say? They said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And don't you know that man, he went walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. He went walking and leaping and praising God. God, because in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he was able to rise up and walk. And after that, guess what? The testimony of that healing began to go forth. The testimony of that deliverance began to go forth. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God because as it will oh, excuse me, <laughs> as it began to go forth, amen. We thank God because not only did Peter and John begin to teach and preach in the temple of Jesus Christ, him crucified, but he also they also began to um, go through persecution by the religious people at that time, and to, so much to the point that they were arrested. They were arrested, and they were put on trial. They had to go before the Sanhedrin court, which was, was much like the, um, the Supreme Court of the time, the Supreme Religious Court of the time. 
So they were arrested, they were put on trial, and the, at that time, those, the Sanhedrin court, they were not able to find a legal reason. They did not break any law. Because what they were saying was literally an eyewitness account and testimony. They had the proof right there. So they, the, the court could not hold them. They per, and they forbid them to stop teaching in the name of Jesus. But guess what? Oh, they, they weren't going to stop. They weren't going to stop. So after they were released from the court, after they'd gone through this trying experience, what did happen? Verse 23. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported to all the chief priests and elders uh, what the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Don't you know, even, oh, thank you, Jesus. We saw in the Old Testament that even when Jeremiah was in the court of the prison and he began to cry out to God, he first recognized the sovereignty of God, him as creator as the ruler. Oh, he, he was, they were following the model prayer even before Jesus gave it out, saying, our Father who was in heaven, holy is your name. He, they recognized him. And in doing that, they recognized that even the hand of God was at work here. He formed the heavens, the earth. God allowed Peter and John to go through this, not to punish them, not to trick them, not to play them, not to torment them. But why? Oh, let's see why. And, it's, and it says, verse 25, you spoke by ho the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, uh, our father, David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? Oh, they, they knew this was going to happen. The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord. Lord, you knew persecution was going to come. And against his holy, his anointed one. <coughs> against Jesus Christ himself. Lord, you knew all of this. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. Did, I said, they did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. They recognized that all of this was just a setup. The lying, the torment, the confusion, the name calling, the pain, the sorrow, the suffering, the mental anguish, all of it. The bruises, outside and in. It was a setup by God. It was part of his purposeful, uh, it was part of his powerful hand and his purposeful will. This, it was designed by God. God never left them through the ordeal. God never forsaked them through the ordeal. God formed and established it because he's, he's about to perform something. Oh, he's about to perform something. Don't you know some people are hard-headed? Some people are hard-headed. You can't just tell them. They've got to see it for themselves. Oh, come on, Jesus. They've got to see it for themselves. And when you say yes to God, you sign up to be one of the leading roles in that performance, in that demonstration. Verse 29 says, Now, Lord, 
They're still praying. They're making their, they're, they're telling God what it is that they've been through. They're, they're saying with respect to God, Lord, we understand this happened. And you let this happen. And this was your, you, you. But and even with all of that, they still referenced God. They respected him because we saw that at the beginning, right? 29. Now, Lord, consider their threats. They'd already been dismissed from the court and yet still being threatened. Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Before they would ever consider giving in to the demands of the world to stop preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus Christ. They consulted their heavenly father. They, oh, they answered to God. They answered to God. And they consulted heavenly father. And they prayed for more power, for more strength, for boldness uh, to speak the word and ask God to stretch forth his hand to heal and perform signs and wonders in the name of Jesus Christ. And guess what? After they prayed, the place where they were, a meeting, was shaken. Ah, there was a shaking going on. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Before they took anything away, God added more to it. Ah, thank you, Jesus. They, uh, they spoke boldly. They spoke boldly. This is why we see that ultimately uh, the things that we go through, even the difficult hardships that Jesus went through, that they went through in the days of old, in the Old Testament, even in the New, even the things that you go through, kingdom believer, even the hard things, the trying things, the frustrating things that you are going through, all of the painful things that you go through, all of these experiences are because ultimately God is performing something. He is fashioning, he is forming, and he is fashioning by his powerful, uh, by his powerful hand. The things that are necessary for the setup to set the stage, to set the stage for his powerful performance. Because his purpose, his will must be done. And it must be done in the sight, uh, in the sight, in the sight. Miracle signs and wonders, healing deliverance <clears throat> all in the sight of the world around us so they would turn and say what must I do to be saved what must I do to be saved that same verse of, of Acts 4.28 in the New King James Version says that God, everything that happened it was done to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done it was purpose by design God purposed it by design. It was his hand, his purpose. Hallelujah. And so I encourage you on today, do not get weary in doing well. You truly will reap if you faint not, because God is going to perform some things in your life. He is, all that performance is about, it's all a setup. The stage is being set. Is it uncomfortable for your human flesh? Yes, it is. It's supposed to be. Because if it was too comfortable, you would think it was your doing. You would think, oh, my intellect, my knowledge, my understanding, my reasoning. 
made this all happen. But guess what? God has a way that's mighty sweet. <laughs> it's sweet because the, the Lord, he is sweet. His word is sweet because we taste and see that the Lord is good, right? And so by his word, by his purposeful and powerful word, he will establish, form, and set things up in such a way that nobody else can get the glory, the honor, nor the praise except for him. Even Psalm 109, verses 26 to 27 reminds us, Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me according to your steadfast love. Let them know that this is your hand. Oh, uh, this is your hand. You, O Lord, have done it. Who did it? God did it. He's the one who put on the performance. I may have been a player, but he wrote the script. Mm. He set the stage. He was the set designer. Ah, he, oh, he made sure that the, the house was packed. Oh, God's waiting for some more seats to be filled before the show can go, oh, before, it, the, before the curtain is pulled back. Lord, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It seems like we've been rehearsing this forever. When's the real performance? Lord, I wish, I've been doing diligent with my finances and the small place, so when are you going to give me the big one? Lord, we've been practicing. We put procedures and operations in the place. Lord, when is our audience going to enlarge? When, is, when are we going to do this for real, for real? When, when is this going to happen? It's all in God's timing. It's by his powerful hand and his purposeful will. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for showing up and showing out. Lord God, we thank you that you are uh, perfecting some things in us. You are completing some things in us. And it is by your divine performance that we are going to see the good, great, and mighty things, your promises, oh God, being displayed in our lives. We thank you, oh God, for the accomplishment and setting up bringing us into good health and wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. We thank you for your divine healing at work in our bodies. Lord, we thank you for your abundant peace and the truth of your word, the truth of circumstances, the truth of situations being revealed in the ears and the eyes of all those who see, that they would see you, O oh God. We decrease that you may increase, O oh Lord. We thank you, God, for restoration right now. For the things that have been torn down, Lord God, you are rebuilding. You are restoring. Thank you for keeping us through the process. Lord God, we thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding, human reasoning, and logic. Lord God, forgive us for complaining. Forgive us, God, for rebelling. Forgive us, God, for the murmuring, so Lord. Forgive us, oh God, for doubting, for speaking doubt, fear, unbelief, disappointment, or discouragement. Forgive us, God, for, oh God, for charging you foolishly and out of ignorance. Oh God, we recognize your hand is yet and still at work. You have never left us. You have never forsaken us. You are yet and still with us because you made us. And we have chosen to be a part of your family. We are your kingdom citizens. We are your sons and daughters. We have covenant relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord God, show us ourselves in the light of your word. Oh God, we thank you, Lord God, for your cleansing blood. We, oh God, we not only receive your forgiveness, but we also choose to forgive others. We will not hold ourselves in bondage with unforgiveness. 
We choose to forgive those who wronged us, who disappointed us, who discouraged us, who even frustrated us. No matter the age or gender, no matter where they are, where they are dead or alive, we choose to forgive. We release them into your care. We release them into your judgment, your decision concerning their matters. And Lord, we pray the blessings and the mercy of God over them, that they will have an opportunity to get it right. Because it is your desire that all come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That all would cry out, what must I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you. We recognize your compassion, we recognize your humility, and we choose to walk therein. We carry it with us, on us, and in us. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for you do all things well. Thank you for the performance of your great, good, great, and mighty things by your uh, powerful hand and your purposeful will. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. To God be the glory.